Blog Talk Radio.
like nobody was around And I need an emergency trip out of town Search my mental Rolodex for all the numbers I know As you stared in my face, asked me could you go And Marie said send her, everything will go smooth Just tell her what to do and everything will go smooth Strap your body with the things as you boarded the plane Couldn't explain the strange feeling that I caught in the vein I'm thinking why would I send you when I knew it ain't right I'm thinking what will make you sacrifice your life You must love me to the Truth to Power show. I'm Beverly, and we have Tuck Most, well, Thomas Tuck Most Smith uh, with us and every Monday night, and he's talking technology. And so uh, how are you doing this evening, Tuck Most? I'm doing good, Bev. How are you? Great, great. That's good. Nice to meet here. Okay. I didn't get a chance to see what was going on with the news, so I don't know what they're doing. They do what they do. Uh, anything the day that with, there was supposed uh-huh. to be a testimony by Hunter Biden's best friend and business partner that has already been found guilty on some crimes. And um, okay. over the weekend, the Biden Try, uh, family or uh, the Biden um, sent the attorney general to try to have him locked up before he could testify today. <laughs> but it's backfired on him. So he testified before wow. Congress, but it was a closed door setting. So we don't know oh. what he said. But, um, okay. you know, but either way, I, it's, it's damning to the Bidens, I would imagine. That's why they closed the door on it. They didn't want that out in the public, like all the rest of the mm-hmm. They can flip everything else and say, well, it was Trump, but they can't do that to this guy. He was firsthand right there, and he's doing time for, um, you know, some of this stuff that Hunter's associated with. So he's probably pissed off, you know, that 
you know, y'all couldn't get me off. So we'll see what happens with that. The Biden right. crime family looks like they going down. I think that the Democrats might have said, okay, we got to get rid of them because they have no chance of winning. The problem mm-hmm. they have is what they're left with is Kamala Harris, and nobody wants that. So, you know, well, I think what they'll about try Kennedy? to get rid of I have they an article they don't, don't on them tonight. Kennedy. Hmm? I, I don't think Kennedy, I thought, now, I could be wrong. Didn't they say that convicted felons can't be the president? He, he been a convicted felon? Oh, yeah. What did Big he do? Crackhead. Big time huh? crackhead back in the days, man. Stealing, stealing stuff out there, disowned by the family out in the streets, in and out of jail. Yeah, he definitely got to have a record. He did time. Robert Kennedy. Robert Kennedy Jr. Yeah, right. I just watched the whole interview. Where was that He's going on. What planet was that He was going on. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, me. I, I was shocked, too. He was going on. And you guys could go and find this. It's a guy on YouTube. He's a battle rapper. and But uh-huh. he got a um, podcast. And his podcast is real popular. He got over a million subscribers real fast. He got a big deal. His name is Mass Hopper. And Mass Hopper. Okay. Yeah, M A T H Mass, the last name Hopper, like Jimmy Hopper, H O F F A. Okay. And he got, okay. he just released the whole video because first he puts them out in like little 10 minute segments and then he releases the whole thing. So he just released the whole two, three hour video, video where Robert Kennedy. It's at a barbershop in Harlem. That's where they filmed it at. So he comes to the barbershop, sits in the chair, and tells his story. And, you know, uh, when they talked about prison reform, he went right into, well, you know, you know, um, were you ever in prison? And the guy was like, yeah, I was in this jail. He said, oh, I've been there before. Yeah, don't you hate when they lock it down at this time? I mean, yeah, he went into death. He's definitely in jail. You know what I'm saying? So, um mm. He said he's been uh, 11 prisons in New York, you know, um, in and out since he was a young kid, the black sheep of the family. Um, that type mm. of story is what he got, you know. So, mm. um, yeah, I was uh, so very, very. So, so what yeah, you're saying but is I was, he can relate to black people, huh? A little too well, because uh, when you read between the lines, like he was talking about his father, Robert Kennedy, the Attorney General, mm-hmm. had an right. epiphany with Brooklyn. He said he had an epiphany with um this area of Brooklyn, uh, Bethesda Stuyvesant, and mm-hmm. uh, how they were the reason that you know um, they got the first path mark, and they they had this put there and that. And I said, oh, so this is the dude who started gentrification. Okay, that's pretty much mm. what he's saying, you know. Yeah, but um, you know, but his they own a huge section of Bethesda Stuyvesant to this day, the Kennedy family. And they, yeah, you know I mean? When you watch the interview here, he went into death uh, with, mm-hmm. with the, um, some of the stuff. But I, I only watched it one time and I was working, so I got to go back to it. But as I was watching it, I'm like, oh, he was down with the gentrification thing, you know, and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But he was talking, black people would definitely fall for him. Because um, mm-hmm. he talks, um, but he he won't appeal to black women as much as to black men. I don't think 
Um, mm-hmm. But um, I think he'll appeal to the men more so than to the women. That's what I'm saying. And they need someone that appeals to black women. He's not a very good talker. You know, the, you mm-hmm. know, like women like to be sweet talk. You know what I'm saying? They have Obama <laughs> was excellent. You know, Bill Clinton yeah, perfect. You know, sweet talking. Yeah. You know, but um, that he's not a sweet talker. Yeah, he don't got the finesse. He kind of street. You know what I'm saying? And, and as yeah. he got comfortable around the brothers, he started letting the guard down and saying some some stuff that I'm sure his campaign said. Don't mention this. Don't mention that. Right. So um. It was interesting to watch him, but I liked him. But I didn't think you could be the president if you had a felony. That's what shocked me. Like, well, what are they going to break the rule for him? Or, you know, but then again, they let Ted Cruz run, and he was born in Mexico. So anything's possible, man. And where where was Obama born at? You know, they had a a thing about his birth certificate. Officially, he was born in uh, Hawaii, officially. As far mm-hmm. as far as what they're gonna put down on the official documentation, he was a Hawaiian-born mm-hmm. American, so he was definitely mm-hmm. an American because Hawaii is part of the United States. Mm-hmm. But uh, we both know that he was probably born in Indonesia or mm-hmm. somewhere else, you know. Um, but what can we say? You know, he—I mean—he just popped up on the scene on us and. He was very well spoken. He had a real good appearance. Uh, he looked trustworthy. Looked articulate. He looked like the type of guy you wanted. Man, that guy is good, man. That, that, but you know, he turned out to be a snake in the grass. And you, you know, yeah. uh, sometimes those guys who are a little rough around the edge, people relate to more. Like a Trump, you know, Trump only got right. like a, a ten-word vocabulary. He don't he he go, he like he recycling names. We gonna call him on a crooked Joe Biden instead of a small sleepy Joe. You know he he keeps the same mm-hmm. stuff. You know we gonna change. Hillary mm-hmm. is now beautiful. Hillary Clinton. She's beautiful. Now he's uh, you know crooked Joe. And, you know he he keeps it real simple and uh, people relate to that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, black people like games. We like to be gamed up. We like to hear that shit. That's why we like rap music and stuff. It's people talking, and and we we fall for it every time. You know, uh, when you start talking too much, white people don't like you. So who this nigga think? You know, who this person think they are? All these words, so trying to confuse us. And shit. They they don't. We love it, man. Keep talking. Just keep talking, brother. You know, we go for it. Um. But, um, yeah, I had a few articles I pulled up before we get to the lines. I didn't have a straight-up topic this week. Um, mm-hmm. Well, this before, one we is, um, on, we gotta, uh-huh. before we move on, we also got to look at we're dealing with crying families here because, he, you know, he come from a crying family. And we deal oh, yeah, with Biden. Time. Biden is a crying family. So this is what we're dealing with. Yeah, well, I, the difference is the Kennedys, they was a crime family become politicians, right? So they, they mm-hmm. fit the mold of most of white ethnics, right? Because they're, they're Irish. Mm-hmm. They came over, mm-hmm. they weren't classified as white, they were classified as Irish. They were somewhat mistreated, but treated way better than us. They moved up the ladder, they got political power and all that stuff, and they, they cleaned up their image 
of the gangsterism through legal businesses and things like that. Mm-hmm. Same thing mm-hmm. happens with the um, with the Jews, but the Kennedy family going from bootlegging to um, legal legal businesses, having the sons be politicians. That's how it normally works. Biden did it the opposite way. Now he used to come from <laughs> Irish immigrants too, but mm-hmm. uh, he got rich after 50 years of politics. Like he. He didn't rob the, the. He didn't do no crime on the streets. His all his crimes is in Washington. You know what I'm saying? Right. So right. he got it. The, he got it the straight up the Avil way. You know, like how do you go to uh, Congress being a poor white boy who just finished college, you know, and got put into mm-hmm. office, and you worth hundred billion, hundred million dollars now. Well, your only job has been. All your life has been a congressperson, a senator, a mm-hmm. vice president. So where all this money come from? You only get two hundred thousand a year. So it, you right. know his crimes come from inside of Washington, and that's why he's mm-hmm. well protected because everyone knows. Hey, if he making money like that, all of them making money like that, and it's just right. like a game. Like yo, you know I. We we all gonna shoot the dude, man. So that way we all catch the body, you know. Mm-hmm. No one's snitching on nobody now. We all pulled the trigger, and that's how it works in right. Washington. Like if he if he goes down, God knows who he bringing with him. So they gonna protect him at all costs, you know. Mm-hmm. Everybody that's in on these schemes with him, they got incentive to protect him. So that's the well, that's the like catch. It's a lot. Yeah. Look like it's a lot. Fifty years of crimes, man. You know he he done yeah. made money with this person, that person. He got all different people who they've been in all types of schemes and scams together to get this money. So they they yeah. all gonna shut up because he he could damage a lot of people. So that's his protection. I think they're gonna make him um resign. They say, listen, we are gonna protect your son. We are gonna protect your legacy. We are gonna resign due to health reasons. And uh, but they're gonna wait until closer to the election time because they don't want Kamala Harris to be the president. That's their problem. Mm-hmm. They can't have mm-hmm. him resign and she be the president for too long. It has to be like, but it has to be in enough time for them to have a candidate. So that's the catch to it. So she, you know, and they don't want it to be her. So they got a they and got they a tough want way to, to go. Candidate. They, they don't, don't yeah. want Kennedy. No, nah, let's so get into Kennedy. Is this, is, this is my article on Kennedy. This is my article on Kennedy just to tell people how Kennedy's going about it. The truth okay. within RFK's Jr.'s statement about ethnically targeted weapons. This is from the activist post. Um... On July 15th, the New York Post released a title, a report titled RFK says COVID may have been ethnically targeted to spare Jews, setting off a weeks-long controversy and accusations of anti-Semitism, threatening to derail the outsider's campaign for Democratic Kennedy Jr. While discussing COVID-19 at a dinner, apparently unaware of being filmed, Kennedy stated, there's an argument that is ethnically targeted. COVID-19 attacks certain races disproportionately. He continued, COVID-19 is targeted to attack Caucasians and black people. 
the people who are most immune are Ashkenazi Jews and Chinese. The establishment media and politicians have determined these statements are anti-Semitic. So Kennedy has been forced to spend the last two weeks making clear he stands with Jewish community and is 100% committed to supporting Israel. Okay, but it goes on to read. He, um, he has stated that he was referring to a 2020 study by the Cleveland, um, Cleveland Clinic, which examined genetic factors that may determine susceptibility to COVID-19. The researchers stated, clinical observations suggest that genetic factors may influence COVID-19 disease uh, suspectedly, but these factors remain largely unknown. They examined people who included Ashkenazi Jews, African-Americans, East, East Asians, and South Asians, and determined that the Ashkenazi Jews and East Asians are not susceptible to the disease. So why, he's not making this up. They forced him to apologize so he could keep the campaign going, okay? Um, the New York Post also maligned Kennedy for stating, we know, quote, we do know that Chinese are spending hundreds of millions of dollars developing ethnic bioweapons. We are developing ethnic bioweapons um, um, as well. He also said they are seemingly referring to the U.S. government. Um, so once again, he ain't telling no lies, you know, but they want to attack him for saying it. Call him an anti-Semitic because he said Jews can't catch the COVID-19 as high as susceptible to it as black people and Caucasians and Caucasian Asians is um, Indians, if you ask me, you know, Caucasian Asians. Um, but so Kennedy, to me, he, he's got a lot of balls. You know, I like him already. Just the type of stuff he's doing. But the Democrats ain't going for this. They ain't never going to back him. You know that, Dad. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. Democrats, this is against their motive. And when you watch his um, interview with the black people, you're going to see how comfortable he is. Yeah, you did some time in jail. You could tell, you know, that back on the barber chair, kicked it with the fellas. At first, he started out a little, but, you know, he got comfortable and he started talking a little bit more freely and um, spicing it up a little. And I said, oh, okay, he. You know, he's cool. He's a cool white boy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, Kennedy's all right with me. But I don't think the Democrats are going to run him. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. that took some balls, man. You you know, once you go at COVID, you're in trouble. And he went at the Jews, you're in trouble. He went at the Chinese, well, you're in trouble. You know what I'm saying? Because all that has to just stay in line. With each other, right? Anything new happening in Detroit? Um, I don't know if they have, cause I have, haven't really uh, been paying attention. Uh, I, I know that uh, the governor. Well, I think we already mentioned that she's made it. They trying to put the law that you can't say certain pronouns. Uh, against the ginger people, you can go to jail. Yeah. It's a damn shame. You know, you can't say he, she. 
him, her. You know, you got to say they there. It's like, man. Um, did you get a chance to watch I, I, They Clone Tyrone? Yeah, I did finally get a chance to see it. So what did you think about that? I mean, this is what we've been talking about for years, you know, but um, Mm -hmm. we talked about it, but to see it, that's kind of like really bring it home. Because I know uh, family members, they were calling me like, they saying, you've been saying this, they saying the same thing you've been saying. Duh. They had to see it on the movie screen before they believed it. Oh, did you notice that the white people Mm -hmm. were being cloned? Wait a minute. The white people was being cloned? Yeah. You you didn't notice that there were certain white people that had afros. But uh, they were clones? Those were the ones that were running. They they was turning them black. They was trying to turn them black. And they was trying to figure out how to turn the white, the black people white. That's what the old professor was saying. Who was the guy who ended up being Tyrone at the end? He was the he right. was all the characters. He was the bodyguard. He was the you know. But yeah, turning the black people, uh, they were keeping only alive the black people who were destroying the community. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's just the drug dealers, the pimps. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the bad guys in the community. They, they wasn't cloning all the black people, just the bad ones, so they could keep mm-hmm. all the bad stuff constantly happening. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah, so that was a really good, uh, I thought, a good movie. There's a lot of metaphysics in there, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, yeah. like, the, the church, they had to keep the, the minister cloned because he kept people... Mm-hmm. In that mindset, when they put that church in that church, they start drinking that um, grape juice, and now right. they susceptible. Where he and he was pretty much telling them, you know, accept what you got. You know, don't, don't strive mm-hmm. for more. You know, just be happy. You know, having less. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and, and keeping them in that stupor. You know, um, mm-hmm. yeah. Even the DJ, remember the DJ at the party, and he said to yeah. people, they like. He had a little afro. Yeah. You know? He was I trying to act like he was black. Though. Right. Yeah, so right. those were the Okay. Yeah, then they had the um the clone he shot. He um, Jamie Foxx shot one of them when they went down the stairs. And right. uh, and um so one of the, the doctors with an afro, he was trying to rap or something. Then remember they looking at him like, What the hell are you trying to do? You know, and it started off with Michael Jackson. Everybody was arguing about Michael Jackson while the white man was watching. And what was Michael mm-hmm. Jackson? He went from black to white. Black to white, yeah. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it was, to me, it was a lot going on in there. Like, oh, shit, you know. Um, but then it got me thinking, are we being cloned now? And I'm not talking about in laboratories, but... The United States is bringing a lot of people who are classified as African Americans and black people over here, and they look like us, but they ain't us. They not us. They don't That's got. Right. They don't got our flavor. You know, they don't got mm-hmm. our conviction. They don't got our fight. Like we, you know, we fight back. 
you know, they just accept a lot of this stuff. And um, they, they, they're like clones of us. Like, they, they, mm-hmm. they're going to be more easy to handle. You know, they're going to be less likely to have um, a, a want for more. You know, like, they, they'll have a want for more, but I'm saying uh, feel like they're old more because of what we what was happening to us and stuff. They don't have that affliction. You know what I'm saying? Right. This is great for them. This, this is better than where they came from. You know, so why y'all mm-hmm. niggas complaining all the time? You know, but shit, you know what they did to us? You know, you know what I'm saying? So uh, that um, is, to me, how they're cloning us right now. Mm-hmm. So I see, mm-hmm. uh, I see a brother come from Africa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I see a brother come from Africa, and he only African for a short period of time, right? Because pretty mm-hmm. soon you're going to look up and he's going to have on a pair of Jordans, some jeans, you know what I'm saying, a, a shirt hat to the back, listening to rap music, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, all right, just a short period of time, they try to become us. They become clones mm-hmm. of us. You know what I'm saying? Like, we looking at them like, yeah, you ain't one of us. But a white mm-hmm. person might look at them and say, look at them niggas. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They, they don't see the difference. You know, so right. it's sort of like that same thing. Like we being cloned right before yeah. our eyes, and not don't even yeah. see it. You know, and, and yeah. uh, obedience and subservience—that's what they're gonna get from this other group of people because these people don't—they didn't fight back in their own country. That's why they here. Yeah. Yeah, they're not gonna fight back against like we go. We we don't win, but we will fight. We will go and tear mm-hmm. some shit up. And, and, What's our opinion? We got people that's going to constantly be trying to fight for our rights and make sure things are equal and, and stuff, but they don't care if it's not equal. Right. They just hear. They hear. Shit, nigga, you know where we came from? Shit, y'all got food. Y'all got rights. You know, they. this is great. You know, so you got to... Um, paradise. Paradise, yeah. So they cloning us right before us. Because these people are more functional than us. I have to give it to them because they have a culture that's not, you know, turkey ass and sell some drugs and smoke some weed. Mm-hmm. They got a culture that's more intact. And they come over here and they, they're able to uh, still have that sense of community that we lost. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and they're outperforming us in a lot of areas because of that. And, you know, simply because of that, you know, but mm-hmm. if, if it's almost like um, if, if we ever got our stuff like somewhat together, we'll, we'll be very, very, very threatening to these people. That's why they got to keep us, you know, apart. And these people coming here are a buffer, like they're, they're using them against us. That's why they put mm-hmm. all of them in Congress. Like, how will you have all these people born in Jamaica and Trinidad and <laughs> Guyana right. and Africa and Congress. How are they representing us? You can't represent what you know what I'm saying? You know, you can't represent us. You you all right. just got here. Y'all don't have the same experiences we have. Y'all don't got the same um beef. We have y'all ain't mm-hmm. old nothing. We old shit. You know what I'm saying? They stole mm-hmm. y'all land and stuff from us. You know, y'all yeah. y'all left y'all in. So it's a difference, you know. So just watch out, man. It's a lot of cloning. And also, when you take the, uh, they clone Tyrone, 
the other black movie about cloning that it kept bringing me to was Us. I think Jordan Peele. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. After yeah. he did the, um, the the one with the sunken place, where he did Us, mm-hmm. where it was Lapita Miongo. She was a little girl, and she went into the House of Mirrors, and it was yeah. a, a little girl that looked just like her on the other side mm-hmm. of the mirror and dragged her into the mirror, and she went out and lived in the real world. And mm-hmm. um, you come to find out that everybody on Earth has a clone of themselves that lives underground. And on this day, mm-hmm. the clones were going to come up and kill the real people and take their place. You know what I'm saying? And um, that was us. And that's where you got the tether. They would kill the real people, and then they'll go and join hands and they were trying to make a line across the earth and um um they were tethered they, they, you know that's where that word started mm-hmm. coming in at so that was now, the I always, you know i always uh-huh. heard that we always that we have another person that's identical to us you know they might not live where we live at. You know, uh, I might live in Detroit. This other person might live in Louisiana, but there's somebody that looks just like you. Because people will say, "I just saw you, a person. I look identical to you," or something like that. Before we even was talking about cloning. Yeah, yeah. It's somebody named Charles. Yeah, everywhere mm-hmm. I go, you look like Charles. I'm like, who the fuck is Charles? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, man. Somebody named Charles that looked like me out there. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> man, so I tie those two movies together, you know, both black movies, okay. both talking about cloning. One was talking mm-hmm. about it from like a, a physical sense. That was mm-hmm. the Jamie Foxx one. And I think it was more of a spiritual sense with the us. It was more of a, okay. you know, like a a deeper meaning in it, but um, both was showing you it's it's definitely something not right. It's this cloning mm-hmm. thing, and, you know. Um, but uh, we I just read the the article about Robert Kennedy, and you see what he mm-hmm. was talking about the um, COVID only affected Caucasians and Black people. And then I go to these two articles here. Now these are both talking about the same thing. Uh, one is from Insider. It's called the Legal Medical Lab containing bioengineered rat mice and infectious agents, including HIV and herpes, discovered in California. What? A uh, legal hmm. bioengineering lab. Okay. A lab in California containing nearly 1,000 bioengineered mice has officially been shut down for improperly stored tissue samples that were tested and contained um, HIV, COVID-19, E. coli, and SFIST, whatever that is, and malaria, okay? So um, this was in California, a whole bio lab containing rats with these things. So that brings me to the second article, same place, same lab, different article. And this insiders of mainstream media, you see how they wrote that article, right? They didn't go mm-hmm. into depth. Now, activist post, uh, title, I've never seen anything like it. Mysterious Chinese biolab discovered in remote California city. 
Oh, yeah, I didn't know the name all that in your mainstream media, right? Why would a bio lab run by a shady Chinese company be operating in Reedley, California, in the central San Jaquan Valley? What was supposed to be an empty building used for only storage was the home of a black market type lab testing facility. This is in California. Chinese run lab. All the people working in there are Chinese people from China. Public health staff observed blood, tissue, and other bodily fluid samples and several a thousand rounds of unlabeled fluids and suspected biological material. Additionally, they found 100 genetically engineered mites engineered to catch and carry COVID-19 living in inhumane conditions. 773 of the mites had been euthanized and the others were found dead. So Chinese biolab, we're talking about um, U.S. running biolabs in the Ukraine. Well, maybe they was running biolabs in the Ukraine and Russia because Chinese and probably Russia, too, is running biolabs here in the United States. Maybe mm-hmm. they had a reason to be doing it. Here we go in the article. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention tested the substances and detected at least 20 potential infectious agents including coronavirus, HIV, hepatitis, herpes, according to the Health and Human Services letter dated June 6th. This happened in June, hearing about it. Agents also found thousands of package boxes, excuse me, thousands of package boxes, many with shipping labels from China. Below is a photo. Well, you guys got to see activist posts. Um, I'll read the title in a second because you got to see the amount of stuff these people got. A whole, like, storage facility, they converted into a bio lab in California. And they ain't locked nobody up. The person who runs the bio lab name is Zaqueen Yao. He says it's Prestige Biotech. That's the name of the company. He's um, due in court to talk about this. Not under arrest. According to the officials, it was a lucky find. A lucky find. The lab was discovered in Reedley, California. City code enforcement officers, when they saw a garden hose attached to the building, they decided to investigate. So because this is supposed to be vacant storage facility that has nobody and just storing stuff, they see a, a hose attached to it. Hose wasn't there before. They're like, man, who the hell is up in here? And they go and kick in the doors, and they find this. Has to be um, some being done by Biden and them. What do you think? This is um, a risk to national security. You got bio labs with people got mice with AIDS and, and herpes and malaria and hepatitis and, of course, COVID-19. I mean, is um, Wuhan facility really in the United States somewhere, and we just don't know about it. You know, this is crazy. What do you think about that, Bev? Well, I think it started here, and and I think that they took it over there to, uh, you know, avoid the regulations. But I think that it started in the Carolinas at Duke University or somewhere up in there. 
Yeah, me too. I do. I think so too. Um, but what do you think about China having bio labs in the United States being caught and not making the news? And when you look at the insider article, when you look at the insider article, they didn't say that was a Chinese company. They didn't say none of that stuff. It's like they cover it for them, the mainstream media. You know, it's just um, really um, insane. You know that um, today, when that last night you had these brothers, they appeared to be coming home from, well, they said they were coming home from the Jersey Shore. I believe it was in Brooklyn. They stopped mm-hmm. at the gas station, and they were uh, four, five gay men in a car coming from the beach. And uh, they stopped at the gas station to fill up their car. And they, um, I guess the song came on they liked, so they got out the car and they started dancing to it. And they they were at the beach, so they didn't have any shirts on. You know, it probably had, you know, just um, shirts was wet or whatever. So they they had on shorts, Mm -hmm. like, looked like swim trunks. And they were dancing, probably doing nasty, you know, gay dances. But, you know, so at the same time, this group of Arabic men are walking out of the store of the gas station. And they walk over to these guys and start calling them names and trying to tell them that they don't want them to see them dancing and shirts off and, you know, it's against their religion and this, that, and the other. And uh, these guys, you know, started talking back, like, mind your business, we ain't bothering you, you know, leave us alone. And um, the Arabic people start walking away, but then they come back and um, they're more aggressive. So these black guys, you know, walk over to them and they're having an argument back and forth. And one of the Arabics just pulled out a knife and killed one of the black dudes. Stabbed him to death right there. Um, only want to lay a hand on anybody was this dude. And uh, this the person they killed, he happened to be a professional dancer uh, mm-hmm. at like Juilliard or something. Or, you know, straight up ballerina, real okay. professional dancer. You know, so... Um, Outraged in the city because they didn't lock this dude up. How you didn't lock this guy up? They talk about oh, we gonna see if it's a hate crime or whatever. It, should it matter? He stabbed someone to death um, who didn't hit him. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't y'all provoked the self defense. Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah, it wasn't no self defense because you just it was an argument and you just pulled out a knife and start stabbed someone. Uh, the argument that y'all started, because y'all could have just walked past the gay dudes and kept walking, you know, but y'all had to say something to them, which, you know, I I wouldn't say nothing to no. I see a bunch of gay dudes, I look the other way, like, oh, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to go over there and say, yo, this is an abomination and all this crazy shit. Like, for what? They're going to do whatever they're going to do. You know what I'm saying? Right. But that was uh, wrong for them to just stab this dude, because he didn't hit him. It was just verbal. They started the verbal altercation, and this it looked like the young, the Arabic guy who stabbed him looked young. So it looked like um, as the the voices got higher, the, the men was trying to hold stuff back. Like, they wasn't trying to fight, and this guy just jumped out of nowhere with a knife and stabbed the boy to death. Yeah, it's all on tape, too. But it's just, wow. the worst part is how you don't lock this dude up. Like, that's 
to me, if, the, if a black dude, if this was a black guy, a group of black guys who saw the same thing, say, yo, y'all faggots over there dancing, stupid, and it turned into an altercation and one of those black guys stabbed, all them black dudes would have been in jail. Or every yeah. single one of them would have got convicted of that murder, the accessory to the murder. You know what I'm saying? Right. But y'all let all of them go home. And now, oh, you know, we don't even really know the guys. We have his identity. We don't have a location for him. So you're trying to let this dude get away with it. And, I, you know, that, that to me is just so messed up, man. Because I generally don't fight for the, but, you know, I like equal treat, uh, equal law. Like, I see stuff right. that we, we don't get away with. Y'all shouldn't be away to, uh, able to get away with, especially when you just came here. These dudes was mm-hmm. like Arabic people from Arabia. They wasn't like American Arabic. You know what I'm saying? They was still, you know, probably one of the hot, uh, hot dog truck or something, you know, like that. Mm-hmm. Like they drive a taxi cab. Yeah, so mm-hmm. that I thought was messed up. And um, Arabics also, they got a, they, um, the Arabs, they created their own version of GCT called Religious GCT. And uh, it's uh, in Weekend, this article, Religious GCT and Chatbots, the Chatbots and developers fighting bias with AI. And um, pretty much they made an AI version of the Quran called the Quran <laughs> GCT. And, okay. um, you know, um, yeah, Quran GCT. Uh, and what it's showing me is that it's, it's a little bit of a back and forth in the Arabic world, whether this is good or not. Um, but it, uh, it's showing that this GPT thing is um, much bigger than just the United States. You know, like, y'all, y'all are pushing this now to rewrite the Quran. You know, just like you could rewrite the Bible now. Man, that's not what it said. GCT said it said this. You know, we translated it wrong all these years, you know. And... Um, this has been accepted by Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates. That's Dubai. So a lot of the big players in the Arab world have accepted this. And um, it's just showing me that this thing is, is, a, is a lot bigger than um, it just appears to be. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, you know it's, hitting, it's hitting places where you wouldn't expect them to fall for it. You know, you wouldn't expect the Muslims to fall for something like this, but they are. So. Um, you know, that's, um, you know, pretty much a bad thing. Now, they have other GPPs. This is from Activist Post. It's called Worm. The title of the article is Worm GPP and Ford GPP Emerge as Scammers Weaponized AI Chatbots to Steal Data. So um, we did chat GPT series already, Bev, and we went mm-hmm. on to do um, when they came out with Chaos GPT and all that. So these new GPTs are, have been created by hackers and scammers, and they're designed to steal your data without you even knowing. Um, in the article, we threat actors are using generative artificial intelligence tools to automate the creation of highly convincing fake emails personalized to the recipient, thus increasing the chances of a success, successful attack, according to cloud security company Slash Next. 
According to the findings from Slash Next, bad actors have repurposed technology like OpenAI, ChatGPT, to accelerate cybercrime. They found new AI crime cybercrime tool called WormGPT on the dark web community. It has been advertised as a way to launch sophisticated sophisticated phishing attacks. Phishing is spelled P-H-I-S-H-I-N-G. You ever heard of that, Bev? Yeah, I heard of it. I've seen it, but I don't know really. I haven't got into it. Phishing happens to me all the time at work, right? The mm-hmm. company sends us a fish email. Our company. If we open that email, they're gonna pack we gotta pack our bags by the end of the day and go home. And mm-hmm. anyone who opens that email, you getting fired that day. So when you get this you email, know? you're gonna look. Because before you click on it, you read where it came, you see that it's an external link. So now your 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 guards are up, like you know, only emails I should be receiving is from internal people, right? So now my guard goes up. So now I'm looking at who's the sender. Now sometimes it's from the health, my health care, you know, like, okay, that's cool. Blue Cross Blue Shield, you know, something like that. It might be from a vendor that I use to supply something that I purchased for the job. So I look at it and say, okay, this is an okay person. Sometimes it's obvious, like, they're trying to trick me with this one. So you drag that email into this little fish icon for phishing. And then within a few seconds, you'll get an email from IT saying, you successfully passed the phishing test. You can keep your job, pretty much. You know what I'm saying? Now, where it gets difficult is when I got to answer the emails using my phone because it doesn't have... I can't see the sender. So it just says external link. So I'm going to wait until I get before a computer computer so I can see the sender, you know what I'm saying, without clicking on it. But as soon as you see a phishing email, go straight to phishing so IT can um, get it. Now, let's just say it's a real phishing. I open it now. I gave that company or whoever that person is access to our internal emails. They could go through my emails now, pull out other people, see what we're talking about. So that's why you don't do that. <clears throat> so um, they have this sophisticated issue. They're saying it's a highly convincing fake email personalized to the recipient, thus increasing their success of attack. And we started getting trained on these recently where an email looks like it's from the company, but it'll be something wrong. Like, look at the email, like, um, at the ending, it'll be another letter there or something because they can't use the same email we use. So they'll add, a you know, an extra letter or a little dash mm-hmm. or something like that so we can spot that face. Um but back to the article. Cyber criminals can use such technology to automate the creation of highly convincing fake emails personalized to recipients, thus increasing. I just read that part. Um, we are now seeing an unsettling trend among cyber criminals on forums. Evidence in disgusting threads 
offering jailbreaks for interfaces like ChatGPT. These jailbreaks are specialized prompts that are becoming increasingly common. They refer to carefully crafted inputs designated to manipulate interfaces like ChatGPT and to generate an output that might involve disclosing sensitive information, producing inappropriate content, or even executing a harmful code. Um, so that's pretty much what would happen. What could happen if I click on the email, one of these personalized ones? You know, they could put a harmful code in the company. I work for the people that own the stock exchange. Imagine if the, I click on an email and everything, you know, like, you know, so um, back to our malicious actors are now creating their own custom modules similar to chat GPT, but easier to, um, to use for nefarious purposes. Not only are they creating these custom modules, they're also advertising them to fellow bad actors, showing them how to do it. So um, this shows security is becoming more challenging due to the artificial intelligence. And um, as we knew it would be, um, people thought, oh, this will be better. This will be able to knock everything out. No, they already figured out a hack. Um, here's the other one. Our team, we, that uh, first one was called uh, 4GPT. Now, this is Worm GPT. Um, our team recently gained access to a tool known as <clears throat> Worm GPT through prominent online forums that's associated with cybercrime. This tool presents itself as a black hat alternative to GPT modules designed specifically for malicious activities. Worm GPT is an AI module based on TTPJ language module, which was developed in 2021. It boasts a range of features, including unlimited character support, support chat memory retention, and code formatting, code formatting capabilities. You know, so um, pretty event. You know, they this is somebody just messing around creating stuff in a chat room. Someone said, hey, check this out, what I created. And, you know, just like that, they pass it on and go to the next person and they use it for this and they use it for that. And now you got an epidemic of people hacking people through the GTP system now, which is going to be a whole other um, set of crimes that don't exist yet. So um, <laughs> that happened pretty fast. <clears throat> And I'm noticing noticing a lot of companies are uh, sending you notice talking about their, they updated their privacy uh, clause. So maybe that could have something to do with it. Hopefully they had to add AI stuff to it, probably. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is the last article I had for today before we can go to the lines. And really it's a question. The U.S. announces $345 million in unprecedented aid for Taiwan. So my question is, this isn't a lot of money, I mean, compared to what they're sending to their Ukraine, right? $345 million. But China's pissed that they sent $1 there. If there's a huge war and we have to have a draft, should women be allowed in the draft? my question to the family. Say, say that again now. 
if we happen to have yeah. a war, a, uh-huh. a, a large scale war, China, mm-hmm. Russia, whatever, and there has to be a draft. You know, we mm-hmm. not enough people in the military, so they gotta have a draft and draft people to go to the war like they did in Vietnam, Korea, etc. Do you think that women should be drafted as well as men? I mean, I thought the women had the same rights as men when it came to the military. Um, yeah, but the draft is for men uh, specifically oh, so oh, far. They, mm-hmm. that That's the verbiage, you know, but should it be changed, you know? Because uh, it's... You know, I just I just want to know what the family thinks um, because it is supposed to be equal now. Mm-hmm. My thing is, uh, it's supposed to be equal. So I mean, why not the women can't? But why don't you know? It's all of this AI. Why they don't have AI fight the war? Oh, I'm sure they do. They they call that cyber wars. They fight mm-hmm. those year round every day, you know. They stealing information mm-hmm. from China computer system, China stealing from the US. That's why Trump didn't want Huawei equipment for the five G because then they'll have they won't have to spy anymore. Now they could just it just automatically go right to them. You know, so mm-hmm. um they spy but the AI isn't isn't gonna fight for you, you know, you need until they put robots controlled by the AI out there. But guarantee you if put robots powered by AI out there, then China and Russia will have the same type of robots. So it won't be like a guarantee they're gonna have the better ones. You know, they out from what I've noticed is whatever the United States makes, China I mean Russia seems to make something pretty similar. It, mm-hmm. just as good. You know, some of them are better, some of it not as good, but good enough to mm-hmm. compete. So I'm guaranteed the United States comes out with military robot terminators type stuff tomorrow, then Russia mm-hmm. will be pretty much in line with theirs. You know, it's almost like they read mm-hmm. from the same playbook, which I think they do. That they mm-hmm. pretty much share this information, and so they always stay on point with each other because they need they need an enemy. Both sides need an enemy to keep control. You know, either way you cut it, who's in control? Of everything is. It's white people, right? You've got the U.S. and Russia. If that's your choices, there ain't no other choices, right? China trying to be a choice, but, you know, I mean, but China, they get to be proven. But to me, they like, they could be a player because uh, China is good at copying. So if you got Russia mm-hmm. and America, you know, got, got their uh, robot, uh, I could see China... Uh, even lady copying, you know they're good mm-hmm. at that. I agree. Yes, China won't be too far behind. And being mm-hmm. that it's a copy, it might not be as good. But what China has the ability to do is to mass produce so many that mm-hmm. you know it won't even matter that there isn't. So it's sort of like uh, during World War Two, the U.S. had inferior tanks to um, Germany. Germany, they, mm-hmm. the Panzer tanks were much better than the Sherman, but being that the U.S. had Ford and General Motors and Chrysler assembly lines making the Shermans, they were sending 10 over for every Panzer that came out. So 
it was so many of them they couldn't do nothing with it. You know, it was right. even though theirs was better, it was just they were just outnumbered. It's the mm-hmm. sheer amount, you know. So that's what could happen with China. Yeah. 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 And but I just um, want to know what the co- uh-huh. With the with the okay, you want to know what the family, the listeners, uh, what they think about your question. So three two three six four two one five eight six push number one. Uh, if you have an answer to the question or a comment, uh, we at the round table. So uh, come and join the round table, the mound table. And so we would like to hear what your opinion and what you're thinking on this topic. Okay, we have uh, Kwame, you at the table. You have your mute on? Yeah, I did. So I just had to mm-hmm. walk away. My phone's on charge. Please play. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. And good evening, Sister Bev. The good question evening. I heard when I called in, you were talking about the military and the female. My daughter did two tours, and she did 13 years in the Army. She was hazmat. And she was on front line out there over there in Iraq or Kuwait, whichever one she was in. But the part for her was is that women were behind the lines being of service, but they they would go out on patrol. The thing was is that women are not drafted in to go and fight, but when they volunteer, they have a certain – it's according on their MOF and what what their infantry, if they're – like she was, she was chemical. You have people that's in, in uh, nursing, some are doctors, some fly the drones. So they're, they're not like a draft because the draft says if you're an infantry, you on you going on the front line, you're the first to get killed. Or you going in to clean up. Like in the Marine Corps, it's according on the branch of service that you're in. The only one, when you draft it, you go into the Army. When you volunteer, you can go into all the other three. You can be a Marine Corps, Navy, or Air Force. So women and making you, those choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, women making those no choices to go in. No, you, you it's courting on your scores and what you what you qualify as they look at what do you qualify to do. If you're an intelligent person, you're working things that are, are, are computerized or intelligence like that. But if you just coming off the street, that's why, you know, women that mostly volunteer go into military, young girls coming out of high school wanting to make money to go to college to get the GI Bill and stuff like that. Some go in because they 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 in a bad environment and that's the only way they can get out of the community because they can't afford to go to, to college or, or that. So they go in the military because you got a place to sleep, you got a paycheck, and you you learn to follow orders. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so if it was a all out war and um, there had to be a draft. Do you think that it should be equal 
um, hey, we're talking combat fighting now. Like it, it ain't no more. Um, we need all hands on nah, that. You know. No, nah, uh-uh, because there's no, you know, they make these movies, these G.I. James and all of this. It's it's a different thing in being out there when somebody's shooting at you and you got to shoot back and you got to be able to defend that person next to you. And that's the part, there's a difference. Yeah, women can fight in there and, and do that, but the thing is, is that they would rather have men. And the other part, too, is is the military and fighting these wars like China and Russia is because they take the lesser of their of their people to put into this service to these bodies can be lost and then we ain't losing nothing great. You don't see Joe well Joe Biden's son went in and got killed, but you don't see all of these people are well they're not drafted. They're not going in the military. They're gonna find keep them out of that. It's for the lesser of the population. You have now more people, immigrants, are coming in and joining the military because they can get citizenship better if they can get into the military and serve in the military. Yeah, okay. I get you. So you you don't yeah. think that 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 would be a small idea, gotcha? No, uh, because it, it it and we have to look at something. You have recruiters that's in in our community, but you don't see community out there in Becky and and and, and Heather, you know, all out there in in, in suburbia where they got met. They ain't got no recruiters stationed in in the mall and where they go at. That's only what you see around in the hood. Yeah, them poor white areas, yeah, like the Ranchies right. and Midwest, yeah. What about the uh the, the trendies and the gays? I mean, if you're a man, you're a man. what about if you if you are trans trendy or whatever they call themselves? The thing of it is, is that even though you maybe, you know, say, okay, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm gay, and and I'm, you going on the line, okay? The thing that you got to do is draft it, and you go in. That gay man has got just like that man the straight. But what about the trendies where the female and grew a beard and took her hormones? Because, you know, they want these trannies to have their rights, too. So should they be able to uh, be drafted? Because they say they they want to take you to jail and argue you down that they not a man. Okay, but the part of it is what your certificate says, and this is what they, they're looking at, is biologically... Okay. Because when when you turn 18, you have to go to selective service and register. You can be as far or as feminine as you want to be, but the part of it is is that when you have to go and register as what you biologically have, a male, you register for that. And if they call a draft and you wouldn't change your body, they look at you for what you were born as, a male. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So all this other stuff that they're talking about where they want to change these rules and things and people want to uh, uh, take you to court because they have changed their bodies, but the military is going by what your birth certificate say, and that's, that's how it should that, be. That's what, that's what it is, because what they're doing is the only thing that they so took they got that, the uh, that They got that trainee general, and they refer to him as Paul. Right, but the part of it is is that he went through the military. He didn't go. Yeah, they have male and female going through officer schools and doing all of that. Those are the elite and the rich folks that, that send there to military schools and train their children to do that. And what they're doing is an allowance in the part of, of the military saying, okay, don't tell something, she don't tell, whatever they came out with, and, and the part of you being whatever your, your sexual preference is, is that, yeah, you can be that, but what we recruited you for as a man, you have to do man's job. Well, I think if the military uh, looks at the birth certificate, I think that should be across the board. So all that other stuff they're talking about but that came uh, out of shouldn't count. Rights. This is what came out of the rights movement. Everybody piggybacked off of the civil rights movement. I have mm-hmm. this right because you gave this to them. Now you got to give us ours. You got to give the woman hers with, with her being given the same rights and being able to have citizenship and all the rights that go along with it. Okay, we're going to give this to you. And this is what they did in changing the law saying you have the right to choose that you, whatever gender you want to be with, that's your right. But the biological clock says is that you are a male and we need male bodies to fill this spot to go out here and fight. You are going. And 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 the women, so they don't, they don't, they can't put them on the front line if they wanted to. No, they they they'll have to be in, be in combat areas, but they don't go right out on the front line. You know, how many Navy SEAL women do you know? How many? Yeah, there may be a few Ranger women, but they're not. Certain areas in the no, military. I don't think is so. specific. There I don't think they can pass no training. No. No. Yeah, because of the Army in general, they changed the training for for women to be able yep. to make it. Uh, right. But the, the Navy SEALs and Special Forces, they refused to change because they said, if you can't do this, then you don't need to be out here in Special Forces. Right. So. They're allowed to work within um, the guidelines of keeping it all male because it'll be impossible for a woman to do, you know, uh, the, the the 150 sit-ups and chin-ups and, you know, lay in the water and then for two hours and then come out and sit in the freezing cold for 24 hours and survive that. And, you know, all the stuff they do is kind of... Extreme, because, you know what I mean? I don't right. And they're special. They got a special force that they need to go to do a specific job, and they are the ones, the elite. They are the top of the top. And the thing of yeah. it is, 
that those are Navy SEALs. The Marine Corps is the 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 the, the top the first to go in to fight, but the Marine Corps is the, the foot soldiers of the Navy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, women okay. won't be on Navy SEALs, Delta Force, Green Berets, like stuff oh. like that will stay too hard for them to um pass the um requirement. Right. It might be one who will be able to do it one day, you know, but that'll be like such an anomaly, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, Brittany Griner or somebody, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. Hmm. Yep. And see, and and in that part, they don't have no no sympathy because you're female. You gotta meet yeah, the requirements. You gotta pass. Because they yeah. have. You gotta pass that to to be able to know that that person inside you can depend on you. You can't be going around saying, "Oh, it's my time in the month. I can't. I can't help you." Uh, <laughs> no, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Okay. See, it's a balance in nature, and and the human nature is that you know you can't if you, these folks around here talking about they 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 get artificial and they they go try try doing what a woman does and an eight pound baby coming out you you ain't it hurts you get constipated try delivering an eight pound baby out your your rectum right that's painful yeah. Your body is designed biologically. We are who we are. Mentally, and some of the hormonal parts of it is, but biologically, this is what you are. Now, I saw this week they had um, Dr. Umar Johnson. And uh, he got into it on Twitter or Facebook, whatever, with this rapper female rapper named Sufiana who's very um, nasty in her lyrics and the stuff she does um, OnlyFans and porno and stuff like that. She's a rapper from Florida. So he actually went and met with this girl. You know, and they got taking pictures together and I'm looking at him like like why would you do that? Like, you know what I'm saying? It's why do you want that publicity? You're supposed to be the prince of pan-Africanism. You're okay with her behavior? Like, that's pretty much co-signing her behavior by um, him going out there to meet with her and um, giving her some some validity, you know, which, you know, she just came back from the U.K. walking around talking about she looking for a nigga to, to eat her ass and beat her pussy up and you know, all this crazy stuff, and the people in the streets is looking at her like, oh, my God, did she just say that? You know, and just like walking around the streets screaming all kinds of ratchetness with her nasty outfits. And um, they actually started a petition to get her beard from coming back. You know what I'm saying? But he want to go meet with her. And I'm thinking, yo, what, he can't be to this low. You know, what's she going to make a donation to his fake school? I mean, what, what what is it that he? Why would you fly on a plane to Miami to go meet with this girl to do what? You, he's playing. He does. He got a plan to save the hoes. I, I, I can't even believe this is happening in that. Black America, man. Right, but I guarantee you, he didn't pay for that ticket. 
No, I doubt he Right. And see, it's like all that is publicity. This is the way media works. If we can, and you are supposed to be a psychologist, and you're 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 feeding into uh, negativity. That's not a psychologist's job. You're supposed to be attending to see how you can help that sister. Ain't talking about publicizing or or, or taking pictures with her to trying to to pump her up. You're con- what you're doing is you're feeding her ignorance. Exactly. That's what I felt like. Like, why would he meet with her? Like, you know, you told right. her right. He told her right on Twitter. You're supposed to just ignore her ass after that. Yo, you dig it in that. But you right. fell for the, you know, the, the the women came after him. How dare you tell her she dresses it? She can act how she wants. So he started looking at his own. But, uh, and see, that's, that's, like the, that's like the ministers, man. They start looking yeah. at their bottom line, and their bottom line comes from women who support them. Because who else is still giving this fool money? But some women he sweet talk. Back to what we talked about earlier, Bev. People like to be mm-hmm. sweet talk, man. No one can sweet talk you like Doctor Umar. He, he's man. He start repeating that stuff <laughs> twice, and you know you start, man. But it's good. Man. It's psychology. He knows. Yeah. Behavior. Yeah. Psychology, and this is what he's trying. He was a te- he was working in the school system. He he knows behavioral psychology, and this is what he feeds off of. And the part of it is, what, what, you doing this, but what about you when you was in, they caught you in the, in the club putting money in these, these strippers? And that's what oh, oh, that was, yeah, you know, that was just, that was, that was just something, you know, that was, no, 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 no. You're supposed to be about the community and you're supposed to be lifting up, but you out here putting money in, in G-strings. And that's, that's partly why he went there too, because he was, Feeling himself. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think he, he went over there his to see if he get up in there. Yeah. You know, but I, I just lost a lot, man. I I ain't had too much respect left for the brother, man. But I damn, it's like, yo, you can't be this much of an attention whore, bro. Like, this is the type of attention you want. Like, all this to get a photo op with her. She's a first thing right. is she she don't even sell records, man. She sells sex. That's it. That's right. what you watch. And that's that's, that's what you that's what he's interested in. That's what he yeah, is. Yeah, it's that's like that. She's a porn posing as a rapper. You know what I'm saying? But porn and with, porn and with three, four kids what, watching her. Right. You're supposed to be talking about opening up the school and, and here kids are seeing you with this person. You trying to validate this and you tell them that that's a message to the child that you want to put in your school and say that this is okay because I seen you took pictures with her, so it's okay for me to go up and be like this. Yeah, man. It's, it's, it's a mixed it's, message. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay because, you know, Dr. Umar's okay with it, yeah, you know, and he told so that that power stuff, and it's all right. Nah, I, I just disagree with him altogether on this one. It's like certain things, yeah. bro. He's he's bigger than like you're you're a big name within the black community. I mean, like it, it's no place I don't think that he's unknown with his black people. Like any city he goes to, he should be able to fill up a church with a congregation to listen to him speak about 
you know, the plight of black boys and the ADHD and all that stuff. I mean, he's really good explaining that stuff because he's a psychiatrist. But sometimes he do stuff that just, um, it's like, bro, what is your motives, man? Like, I know you need money for your school that you, 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 you supposedly got, but, you know, like, you can't, you can't be this desperate, bro. No, I mean, a lot of people have a lot of people have been seen through him, you know, because he yeah. had everybody going at first, uh, and I was uh, one of those too. He'd been on the show and he talk a good talk, but you got to be able to talk it and walk it. So he can talk it good, but walking it is another thing. He put me in the mind of the preacher that talk that God talk. But then they, but you catch them in the whole house. Right. Exactly. So he's out on Saturday, Saturday night, he in the club, and you, you see the preacher over mm-hmm. the corner with some, some <laughs> that ain't his wife over in the corner with him. Yeah. And then you yeah. don't see him standing up there at the pew, you know, trying to preach because he hung yeah, over. He see you at the club. He like, girl, get off my lap. That's one of my people over there. And I don't want to get you with you. You know, so yeah, one of those, man. But oh uh, yeah, well, I, mean, I, 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 mean, I felt China. like that was uh, disrespectful to the to our people because we sh- we should not be condoning that. Like I I was talking earlier with somebody, uh, elder brother, and uh, I was telling him that you know it was once upon a time where it was certain things we just didn't do. We knew better than you know what I'm saying. Right. And it's like we're in a time and period where anything goes like. Everything that we right. know is wrong has been accepted as it, it's all right as long as you know we do it. You know it's part of the culture. It's not. It's not part of the culture to be doing this stuff. You know, and I said, you know, last time we had, we was really like, you know, functioning properly. And as much as I hate to say it, is when we was all in church. You know, like that was the last time where it was some type of. Humility. We had some it's, kind of morals. Yeah, you know, it's like more all that stuff is out the window. Right. Well, Tyrone, it's because they, we lost. They told you. They told you that in Tyrone, in the movie Tyrone, that that hypnotism, right. the stuff you take and the things they're doing. Yeah, it's definitely some up. Right, and what we're seeing is is that. Four things that's missing out of the the, the, the the black community. Value, how do you value yourself? How and morals, are you morally right with yourself? Respect, do you respect your brother's woman, child, just as your own? And ethics, we don't have any ethics no more. Once upon a time, a man's word was his word, was his, it was his bond. Now we, we say anything. Value. We don't value ourselves, and you, you, you show can't. If you don't value you, you show can't value a person. And are you morally right? No, because if that's immoral. If you see something that is immoral, it's wrong. You can't do. You can't make wrong right. So it's wrong. And why are you going down there trying to feed it? It's because you lost your value. You don't respect your people. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I I believe you with the ethics because it's like um, we definitely lack that um, 
that's the cool way of handling things. Uh, right. And that causes a lot of the uh, violence is that people don't stand on what they say. And now, when you even look at it, when you add social media to all of that, and you have these young kids who are saying stuff, beefing with people they don't even really know over stupid stuff on social media, not knowing this dude is coming to, when he see you, he's going to kill you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not taking this stuff serious, you know? And right. that's happening a lot where people just, this internet is free people to just say whatever they want to say to whoever they want to say Because you don't to. have to. And some people are playing, you know? Right, because you don't have human contact. You got a machine that you talking to somebody yeah. in California, you can say and think, oh, yeah, they talk bad. But if you were standing in front of that person's face or if you locked up in the same prison with that person, you ain't going to be so quick to jump bad. Because the only thing exactly. you have in prison and jail is respect. And if you disrespect somebody, they got to take you out because that's all they got. Exactly. And that's what these um, young boys, young people in general, but it affects the, the boys more because men are more violent. And, you know, we're going to stand on that respect a lot more. And so you sitting here on the Internet talking about this dude, thinking you ain't never going to see this dude. But then you bump into him, and we also have this saying back in my day was, say it in my face, you know what I'm saying? Once you, right. If you was bad enough to say it in their face, then it's a fight, you know what I'm saying? And right. That, they don't have any and even, decorum on that. Because they're thinking, well, I was just playing, man, I was just playing. No, I've been even, playing with you. No, and the thing about it nowadays, and even if they do run across you, he got a gun in his, in his waistband just like he's got a gun, because they can't fight hand to hand. They gotta shoot. They gotta they gotta have something else to do their their decision for them. That's why we have so much killing using because you can't fight a man man to man. You take the average yeah. part out there with guns, you put him with, with somebody in a ring by and say, Oh yeah, y'all both y'all they can't handle that. They don't have the skills. It's easy to pull a trigger because look at it. Statistically, by the time a, a child reaches adolescence, he's been seen over 25,000 simulated murders on television and the games that they play. So he don't have no compassion because that's all he's been programmed. I'm reading this piece that they're doing on psychological media. Do you know that they form all of this CSI and all of this law and order? All of this is geared towards black people. They have a psychological uh, uh, gauge in which they use when they create things of media, they create it to go for a certain mentality because that's what they know that they can feed into and help them destroy themselves. They have a whole course in universities. They teach it on that. You just said that's going to get worse because, as we see, they're on strike. They're on strike right now. So uh, the major movie houses, and it's not that many, right? You got uh, Columbia Broadcast, which is Paramount. You got uh, Universal, NBC. 
You got Disney, ABC, uh, and Paramount Source CBS. Um, it's only like five or six. You got Sony. Um, it's one I'm missing. Uh, Warner Brothers, which is AT&T. So you got those big movie houses, right? Yeah. And right now they're saying, we don't need y'all writers, okay? We got this new thing. It's better than y'all. We could say, hey, we want to target teenagers between this age that are this demographic and this, that, and that. And that, and that, and it's gonna write a script for that targeted group based off of all the analytics and stuff without your input, right? So we don't need you. Right. So the actors step up and they say, you know what? We're gonna stand with the writers, okay? We're gonna strike two because we're not gonna let them do you like this. And the movie houses are saying, you know what? We don't need y'all motherfuckers either, okay? So we already signed off the rights for us to use your images. All right, you already right. got the sequel coming out, so we don't need you to physically be in this movie. We could just recreate it without you. And um, My, I, now, now, when you start seeing stuff being written now, going forward, so what they decided to do in the meantime is they're going to triple down on reality TV, which we already know is triple in black people, right? Reality TV because they don't need a writer for that. It's no script. It's just people acting or being fooled, right? And you don't got to pay that much for it, and they're not actors. They're not, they don't got no SAG credits or anything, so they're not breaking no strikes. So you're just paying regular people to act a fool. So they triple down on reality TV. But once they get this stuff all back in line, they're going to start telling this AI to write movies specifically to target you know, the black demographic is, is you know, and they're not going to have the, it's not going to have the same um, mindset of a human, right? Because a human might say, oh, we can't really go this far with it. But the AI is going to go that far with it, you know, and that that sensitivity unit that, you know, when there's a person that right humanness. Yeah, it's going to be gone. So they're going to depict us how they want it. You know, you're going to have to be a, you know, a, a, a gay um, chimpanzee to play this part. You know, like, it's going to get to that. So I was just saying, like, um, this whole strike with um, the, the, you saw it also happening with, um, it was supposed to be with the couriers, right? UPS was going on strike. Um, UPS was going on strike because um, they don't need them, okay? They got their robots to work the warehouses. They only need y'all to deliver the package now. And um, right. the, the, the airplanes fly themselves. They don't need the pilots, you know? So you had that strike going down. FedEx was going to go on strike, too, to, to double down because the AI and computers and robotics is taking their job. Now you see the truckers about to go on strike. You just saw tr- Yellow, the truck company Yellow went out of business today. That was 40,000 truckers out of jobs. And I told you the trucking they- business was the first business to get automated. It's the first one. Right. It's the biggest business in the country. Go ahead, bro. Right. That and the railroad. See, this is the part of how does, how does the commodities of our consumerism move? That's what they're looking at. What move? Yeah, we got technology to sell it, 
how do we get it to point A to point B? We need to have these these facilities, have these these people in place to do this. And the thing what what always used to be the joke that we knew I worked for FedEx for twenty three years. And the joke was is that UPS got a bank account waiting for FedEx to sell because they they gonna merge it together and call it Fed Up. But the part for it was is that Fred Smith had an idea, and even when Fred Smith made the money that he made with with FedEx, him and Fred Barksdale, Barksdale, once they seen that we could put in technology when they created the, the fax machine and was going to use it with making same-day delivery, he took the money that he made and started Netscape because he seen what technology was getting ready to do. And they computerized, this is why FedEx was so popular, because they computerized their delivery system where UPS didn't. They came in later, but the part of it was UPS has the the, the country's largest employees of workers in any any, any union in, in the country. And they knew that if the railroad, when the railroad said they were going on strike, that would cripple the country because everything moves by rail and come off the rail and goes into the trucks. The trucks is the person that, that has to deliver people to people, product to people. And this is what they know. They're going to have to use, yeah, you can create all of this, this technology, but you still got to have a human factor in there. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. but what you said about the writers is because you you've been telling us about Chat GPT. That's what they can do. They don't need a writer. They got to do it. Say here, this nope. is what we want to, to do. And Chat GPT will write up scripts for them. You got the image. All you got to do is get get the computer to make your your uh, your your avatar and make your movie. That's exactly, true. yeah. Yep, all they got to do is uh, put it in the green screen and work the magic that way. And um, you can Steven see that Spielberg in um, the movie with um, played a younger version of himself trying to kill the older version of himself. He was like a, right. the world's greatest assassin, so they knew the only way they could kill him was with him, so they had a younger version of him. It looked like the Fresh Prince of the Fresh Prince Will Smith, you know what I'm saying? But that was a total other person in a green suit running around with him that wasn't him. They just put him on top of that green suit person. Now that person in the green suit, he's not an actor. So therefore they could hire him to play the part right. of Will Smith. You know, he's so that they're gonna hire regular people to play the parts of actors. They just gonna run around in a green outfit all day. Sweating to death, you know, in a green um hazmat looking suit. Right, and you you said the other part, reality TV. You know what was the the the, the pivotal point for reality TV? Jerry Springer. He said, let's see how these folks act if we let them just come on TV and just act the way they want to act. And what did they do? The total yeah, that was, was that was that uh, was a little bit scripted though. I think that was like scripted. To me, the pinnacle where it hit to the modern day reality TV was uh, Flavor Flav. When Flavor Flav 
came out with the show where he was with the white girl, Bridget Nelson, um, from uh, Rocky. Rocky Four. she was the girlfriend of the Russian guy. He was the Russian girl, the tall, blonde. And uh, she used to be a supermodel, but now she's all old and cleaned up. And she with Flavor Flav, and they in love. And it was called, uh, I forget the name of the show, but uh, she would call him Poofy, my Poofy. They had about <laughs> four seasons with that. And they broke up on TV, and then they came out with him looking for a new girlfriend. So they had the Flavor of Love. Where he had all the girls lined up. Now that's the beginning of the modern day. You had these women in the house, twenty of them. They had all competing. They're gonna all dress a little bit more sexy than the other one and fill little house up with alcohol and just let them fight over flavor fleas. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That that became what is love is hip hop. Real Housewives, all of that came out of that concept. You know what I'm saying? Jerry Springer is more the reality key. Like, I would say he's the precursor to Maury Povich with the real people coming up there to see if they're pregnant or not. You know what I'm saying? The baby daddy is him or not, you know, and that type of stuff. But what we see now with the uh, sexual... Um, the, the way they depict our women on these shows, it, it starts with the flavor of love, that flavor flavor thing. That blew it up. Like, this is acceptable because these girls became stars even though he didn't pick them. After they were done on the show, they get booked for um, clubs. They get $15,000 to do a walkthrough in the club and they became stars off of this show. And it was like, yeah, yeah. these girls, you know, they became so I could do it too. I'm prettier than her. And then everyone starts going. Up. So he had about five seasons of Flavor of Love. Each one of them brought out all these girls, and all these girls went on to have other careers and other reality shows. And it, you know, and that's kind of like the precursor to it all. Yeah. <laughs> you know, technology so, has it. Go ahead, Bear. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was saying technology has its good points as far as finding and, and disseminating information and giving us opportunities to, to learn some of the things that if we fact check it and see that things are true, then we can utilize that. But in making that, that decision of, of deciding what's true or what's not true, and then the part of, of what is going to be real in the world for our children, because this is, this is dangerous. But when you think about, like, the conscious community, right, it wasn't as big as when I first started getting into it, it wasn't as big as it got. What made it big was really reality TV because you would watch Sarnetta, and he would have be on 125th Street, standing there, he got red pill and blue pill and polite, and Umar might pop up or Phil Valentine might pop up and, you got all of that, and it was like a reality. You watch every day to see these guys arguing, you know, that they're going to go, oh, we're going down to the Hebrews table today to argue with the Hebrews, and you would be tuned in every day to see what they was going to do. That's reality TV. So that was a way that it was good. Spread the message. The people who never would have got into this stuff, they started watching that, especially the young people. Like, that was a 
these dudes standing outside arguing, that was right up their alley, you know what I'm saying? Even though there wasn't no fight at the end of it, but they was getting into these heated arguments over history, and it got people into it, you know? It got people to start, yo, let me let me look into this stuff and see if it's true or not. And, uh, so that's a way that the reality TV actually is a way that a lot of people came together, you know what I'm saying? Because they would have never known about these scholars if they, they didn't yeah. have that 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 whole little thing on YouTube for about two seasons, two summers, where they just go out in front of Mark One Two Five, which ain't there no more, and just uh, had the because I would always see Sarnetta and them. They had the slave posters up, so when you walk past yeah. them, they had all the pictures hanging on the wall of lynched black people or hanging from trees. It just made you right. like like it was like damn that shit struck a nerve like damn. And then you want to hear what they were saying, and they'll be out there right. talking, and then they're selling their little stuff, and you, you know, you buy a couple of shea butters and you know incense, and you know, and then it kind of became a thing. But that whole little thing that they had for that little bit of time was all recorded and shown on YouTube, so you got to see it like a reality show, unscripted, real life people doing what they do in their real life, you know, and, you know, then they, you know, everyone became like little stars off of it and wanted to do their own channel because he was making all the money and, you know, that whole thing broke up. But, yeah. But, but, and that, that's a good point. But the thing that I look at, you remember the movie, The Great Debate with, with Denzel Washington and when they debated Harvard and they, the Wiley College was one of the great debate teams of, of the HBCUs. This is what I'm saying that, that was going on on the street corners and that was going on and we would, in Chicago when we had, you know, uh, Dick Gregory and, and all of these ones coming out here and giving us the, the, the information and sitting down and telling us where to find this information, what to read, and how to do this. That was the part of passing on that information and listening. I used to watch it when, when, when here in Atlanta, when Leonard Jeffries and, and, and Naeem Akbar and Dr. Clark and all of the elders, Asa, and all of them used to go and do speaking in the different places in the community was a part of getting that information. Yeah, you can be out there on the street corners and, and debating, but the part of it is is that you get the audience where you can be able to give them, disseminate, give them some information so they can go home and research and, and, and do it because a lot of times people get there and you hear these debates and that it was all good at the moment, and then after you leave away from there, you, you ain't got nothing else to, that, that to work on because people are not going to do the work. Some of the people are not going to do the work. They just wait to the next debate or they buy the tape. Yeah, they was buying a lot of tape back then. Yeah. VHS, the the, the, mm-hmm. the cassette tapes, all of it was selling. People would, people would give a lecture and they have a, a, a person back there with a machine that that's duplicating the lecture that he just talked about, and the tape is ready when they come off the stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and, and, yep. it, and it was interesting how these guys, you know, they came to different cities, and you go and and you know listen to them live, just like going to a concert. 
listening to music, right. but you be listening to the information. Right, Steve Coakley, you know, coming in town mm-hmm. and then having that, you know, Brother X. Brother X was doing it in Chicago. You know, they had these mm-hmm. circles. What was that? What was the place up there? The, the slave, the slave, something in New York, where everybody used to go to. Yeah, National Slave Theater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, now people don't have to leave their computer. They don't have to leave their hands because they can look at it on the phone. Yeah, that's why. That's why I mentioned it. Like that was like, oh. Uh... Being that it was in your hand, in your phone, and on a YouTube, like people would could go back and listen, you know, again, or go back to that part, you know, and you know, oh, they said that. Let me go look that up, you know. It, 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 I think it sparked a lot of the what the modern day conscious community is, you know, like. Uh, but it got people involved, and, and that was all done through that medium of making it like a reality. I don't think they went out intending to do it like that, but it, that's how it turned out. And it actually was successful. Well, um, you know, the, the the problem is is that uh, the money got involved, you know. Uh, oh, you know, yeah. This, got, you know, once you YouTube the started cutting awards? checks. Uh-huh. Go ahead, bro. The conscious awards they just had yesterday in my, down in, in Florida. Billy Carson, Omar was there. They they gave him recognition. They gave they had a, a, what they called the Black Consciousness Award. Oh, okay, okay. It. I remember, I remember Sarnetta had one in New York. I don't know if that's the same affiliation or whatever. But I, yeah. I hate I hate Black awards. It's like, what are we awarding ourselves for, bro? We none of us have been successful. At stopping this damn problem we have, you know what I'm saying? What do we, you know, why don't we reward each other when we did something, you know? Well, you know, I, I, I did a bit award, you know. I, I prefer rewards than awards, you know. Like, you know, you did good, you get a reward, not an award, you know. That to me, it's just I don't know. It's just patting yourselves on the back, get, you know, feeding into your own ego. Instead of like, let's get the shit done first. Let's let's get our people to a certain point and then award ourselves for it. But we still right. all messed up. You still ain't got it to school. You still ain't did. No one did the stuff they said they were going to do yet. And we awarded each other just for good talk. You know what I'm saying? It's just, to me, like, it shows like they ain't serious about trying to fix the problem. That's what it shows. Like, because I, I can't but see, me. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But it seems like these guys and, and females, they get people to think, and it's almost kind of like you're walking around, you know, in the days or the living dead, and then you hear one of these people lecture, and they'll spark something, you know, they'll activate mm-hmm. something, and they kind of get your thinking to to broaden. You know, because I know I was thinking a certain way, and then I started hearing these guys talking, and then I started reading books because I used to go to Bobby Hemmings and all of them, and mm-hmm. I, I I started buying books. I wasn't thinking about, uh, you know, those kind of books. But it sparked something in you. And and that's Absolutely. what we're, we're – 
Yeah, and and it, it has its good parts because I said you can go to these 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 conferences and you hear people speaking, and the thing that you're doing is is you hearing them talking, but the thing that you have to look at is that I learned is that when you start talking about something, give the person the book that you found it in, give yeah. them part of it. Just oh, just give them a bit and say here you can read this book, read this. You can find information on this. Because that way it gives them tools to go seek for themselves. But if you just yeah, talk and you regurgitating, that don't help a lot. Yeah, that's why I kind of like the way they do this beast now where they use the, the whiteboard, the, the smart board, so they could pull up their PowerPoint and put it up on the stage while they're giving their presentation. So they're showing you where they're getting the information from. And they can give you the pictures and everything else that's in the illustrations and stuff that's in the book. So you can kind of see they're trying to prove their point. But now it's not just you talking. Now you got to show where you got it from because that tool is available. So you can't can't go up there against someone who's showing everything and you're just going to run your mouth. Like you got to be able to show all the stuff you're, you're proving too. So... It, it kind of makes it a little bit better, you know, like you, know, you can see you know, where they get their reference points from. You know who's doing that, too, and that's the way I do mine because I use PowerPoint when I do my presentation. Whatever I'm creating, I'm going to put it in a PowerPoint along with all the information, and then I bring the books with me. The part that I'm looking mm-hmm. at, or you, you give them the website because I always put the website of what the information I got this from. I got this off of this site. I got this. Just like you read and just like Dr. X, my brother X read, he's telling you what website did you get this from? Where did this information come? So the person will have an opportunity to seek for himself to continue the flow of information into them. And the part mm-hmm. that I've seen is, you know, Arlene Bay. Yes. Arlene Bay. Yeah, I heard. He's not doing his because he used to, you know, just talk about his presentation. Now he's using the PowerPoint and creating. This is the way that that we're going to have to do. Use this technology to be able to disseminate, but give the people enough to say that you can go on your computer and you can find this on this YouTube. You can find this on this website. You can go here and look up this information. These are the tools that this is how we're able to use technology. This is what I call techno spiritual work. Because yeah, even with the guide. with the with the smart board, you can just like whatever's on your laptop just pops up on the smart board. So you could go to the websites like right in front of everybody. You know, you could pull up the YouTube and play it right in front of everybody. So it makes it a lot a lot better. Like the last debate I saw. I was like impressed by by the because I was expecting the um it was a Hebrew Israelites against um a comedic brother and I wasn't expecting the Israelites to really have anything but a Bible but they came with they actually came with some stuff like oh they came with they do some good research over there they was coming out with some stuff and they pulling it up and I was like damn they 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 might have had this little battle here. You know, but um, yeah, they it's it's so much better now with that smart board, uh, or whatever they call it. Um, so I think it's called the smart whiteboard. 
But um, you could pull up the the web pages, you could pull up the videos and all that stuff right in front of everybody. So nobody can say that you didn't prove, you know, show your references or whatever. It's right there. There's a little bit. Uh, plus, you can also do the PowerPoint right there because uh, you just go to the PowerPoint on your, your computer and it'll show that. So you can do all of that together uh, in one little, you know, a, you know, session. And if you're good with it, you know, moving from this to that to that to this, you can get more information in there in a short period of time, which is the the, the um, Hebrews was really good at closing a point out and getting to the next next thing. You know what I'm saying? They was I guess they used to read in that Bible and quoting verse after verse. So they did, I thought they, they did a pretty good job. And they was going, I think it might have been, they go, they going against Jabari or one of them heavy hitters with the comedic stuff. Right. And they, they, they tore him apart with the information. Like, damn, they right. proving everything they saying, you know. But, um, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's a lot that can be done with it. And that's what I'm saying. It's a tool for doing our, our techno-spiritual work. Yeah, we, we use this, but then we also need to come together where we can say, okay, we're going to have a conference over here where we'll have the Hebrews, the Kemetics, the, 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 the 5%, whatever group wants to come, and then you come and you make your presentation of what knowledge you want to share with the people and give them an opportunity to choose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because when mm-hmm. when you go, you know, like I say, I always bring my shovel and my broom, and I take what I need, and what what I don't, I don't take it. Because I was taught, you go to a lecture, you take and a red pen on your legal pad, a tape recorder, and your camera, because mm-hmm. you take what's going on, you make notes, and you take pictures because. You will never get people to present the same way twice when they're lecturing. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. might know the same, but they're going to give it a different energy that you will capture yeah. in that one moment that you get, or you get that one picture that that that's a lifetime because you you will capture something at that moment. And this is the way I would show how to go about and getting information. Mm-hmm. Now I never had the camera, but I did always bring my tape and my pad. Yep. You capture the moment so we, of. of mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, I'm just, and I'm seeing a lot of the young uh, people here too. You know, like the old heads, as they say. You know, uh, Bobby and. Valentine, all them, and all the old guys. Now I'm seeing the younger guys are coming in, and and they knowing what they're talking about too. But what is happening is that if we can get help share them, then we get an opportunity to pass on. You know what Bobby was talking about and playing his old old tapes. I've got cassettes, I've got VHS of the elders that are no longer here. Dick Gregory, yeah. you've got Dr. Clark Asa, Naeem yeah. Akbar, Francis Cress Wilson. It's to convert them from digital, what I'm looking at. 
Mm-hmm. But, but it also seemed like that. That's the, what um, YouTube did. They, they took all those VHSs and uploaded them to digital, to YouTube. So that's how you got through all those Phil Valentine and Bobby Hemmett and Delvin Blair mm-hmm. and Dr. York and all these lectures with their long lectures and stuff on YouTube at one place at one time and then that feedback loop. So once you watch one, they suggest the next one. And then, so that Mm -hmm. really, I think nothing pushed the conscious movement more than YouTube because that was how I came across a lot of people. Cause I'm, I was, I was watching a lot of Phil Valentine and one day and Bobby Hemmett and and one day it suggested Delvin Blitz. You talk about the moon and, it, it, you know, it, it's a ding in it. And I, I just sat there like, this dude is, you know, what, I wrote his name down and then I wrote his name in the YouTube search and all these other things started popping up. So I started watching him too. And it, you know, kind of led you into other people, you know. Um, so all that to say is like um, that spread, that technology spread this message around further than I say around around the time might have been around two thousand eight, two thousand nine when it really like got big, you know, really started mm-hmm. to spread, you know, on YouTube and then people started putting new stuff on there, like videos you never saw before would just pop up on there, you know. And it you know, like somebody like Kwame who might have a bunch of lectures that no one else has he puts them on YouTube on his channel. Now everyone got access to those lectures. It, right. it just spread like that, you know. And that was uh, actually, man. I think when they look back at it, you know, if we ever wake up and, and this stuff works, you know, what I'm saying they they gonna have nobody to blame but themselves. You know, what I'm saying because y'all spread it with that YouTube. You know, to this day you still find it all on YouTube. You can go mm-hmm. back and some stuff they tried to take off. You know, like um, the one of them with Bobby was talking about the Atlanta child murders. Like, it's mm-hmm. hard to find that one on YouTube now. That used to pop right up. But now you got to okay. go way deep into the algorithm to get it. Because he was talking about the um, the chemicals they was extracting from the body and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And he was on point. Right, because they were, they were taking the testosterone out of the youth. And that's the highest form of hormone. And Wayne Williams, and they were proving it, you know, that that wasn't Not testosterone. Yet. It was another, a pheromone. I got it. I got it written down somewhere, but a pheromone, okay. it's like the the same thing like when the rabbi, right, they, they circumcise the babies with their teeth, right? Take right. the foreskin and bite it off. And that foreskin is filled up with that chemical and they um you know they get a high off of that you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. but yeah it's i think it's called a pheromone a pheromone something like that it's in the tip of the penis the only place where the body it exists you know what i'm saying right. but he was breaking all that science down and then i'm looking it up in my britannica encyclopedia is like oh shit he was right you know what i'm saying and so i was like damn you know so, yeah, but he was putting it all with the Atlanta childhood. It's hard to find that Bobby Hemmings, bro. And that's like a yeah. six-hour lecture. 
you know. Because I know right now his uh, his wife, the one that's there, she, because he's still, you know, he's not able to talk and he's paralyzed on one side. And she's shutting down from people who were coming there visiting because people were still trying to come there and get information for him and get the old tapes that he has there. And even his family, you know, his brothers and, and, and them was coming there trying to help him because she's got him on lockdown. You know, I had a sister that was was taking care, you know, doing massages and putting him in the wheelchair and rolling him outside so he could get sun in the backyard. But she kind of cut that out. Didn't want you, you know, know. A lot of people say. Yeah, a lot of people were saying that you know she was the uh, infiltrator. Yeah, and that's what they believe now is that that she mm-hmm. was part of because they had that he was just he was dropping too much. Information yeah. and they knew that he had put out something that wasn't for, and they had to stop him. Yeah, but he didn't want to do uh, media. He kept saying, "I don't want to do media," but he was kind of pushed into it. Come and do talk, and then people start recording him, and that's yeah. what really got it because people start recording him. And they started making the VHS tapes and putting them on there and selling his VHS tapes. And, yeah, but yeah. when you go to his lecture, you'd be there for two or three hours just hearing him talk. And he would you do be there the six, walking. seven hours. <laughs> we used to be up all night. And then don't go to, after he, after he keep you for five, six hours at the lecture, then he gonna be at somebody's house, and it be a group of uh, of people that can go to that house, and he gonna keep you up the rest of the night with more information. So it was like an all night thing. He was a walking set of encyclopedias inside of that body, yes. you know. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, I know yeah. in two thousand and eight. Like you said, most around that time, 2008, he didn't want to do uh, do truth to power because that's what he kept saying. He didn't. He did it, but he was like, I don't want to do media. But like you said, Kwame, people was putting his stuff out there anyway, so he might as well, you know, just came and did it. Yeah, because I was in the childhood murders. He was like. That's where they invented crack cocaine. They experimented mm-hmm. on these young boys, and they saw that it bonded with the the dopamine and the melanated people. And you know, they that's when they decided they was gonna put it in California. He was breaking down from serious mm-hmm. information. I remember now, that. Way before yeah, yeah. that stuff became mainstream, way before Snowfall and. Freeway Vicky got released and told the story like way before all of that, putting it all together. But they, he, his thing was they created it in the CDC lab in Atlanta, Georgia, and they were experimenting on them black boys and how that that guy didn't do it. That guy didn't kill the boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the other part too is you know when I was in Vietnam and that was where the Ho Chi Minh Trail was, and this is where you had ninety eight percent pure heroin was being moved, and you could buy a vial. You couldn't shoot it. You couldn't snort it. But what you did was, is this is where they found out that when you burn the 
chemical the relief, but it, it goes quicker. First time I hit Skag, I, I passed out in the bar. <laughs> All I did was now what is Skag? Is that the heroin. is that the heroin? Heroin. Okay. We called it back in the day. It was called Skag. Yeah, that's what we called it in Jersey. That Skag. Yeah. And see the Skag, you turn around night pure. All you do is you take the, the the tobacco off the tip of your cool and you take a, a fingernail file or take your nail if you had a lot and you just drop and fill up the tip of that and do it and you roach it just like you do a roach when you, you mm-hmm. got spinning smoking the herb you take a roach and you put it in the cigarette you did the same thing with the skag and this is how brothers was getting hooked over there mm-hmm. Yeah, now the heroin business, uh, unlike the cocaine business, heroin spoils after a few days. You gotta, if you deal with it, you know they got they take a lot of losses if they don't sell it by the, when they bag it up. I'm sure you know, Kwame. So what they're doing is with a lot of the spoiled dope. To keep, so they can still sell it. They're putting the fentanyl in it. And that's when you mm. get all these overdoses because, it, it, you know, saying that they can't sell the dope because it ain't strong enough. You know, it, it lost its potency. So they put a little of that fentanyl in it to give it its... But one hit of that fentanyl could kill you. You know, just take a little trace of it, you know. So that's what's happening a lot with these... Um, Especially these white people yeah. dying every overdosing like crazy. I was and, our people too. Yeah, our people too. But you know, we not nearly as they keep a lot of that shit hidden, bro. Ooh, these white people are dying. Like I think um, last year, more people died from heroin overdoses than the whole Vietnam War. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it, it's it's bad, and that ain't us. You know, like it's it's them. And, you know, the, they all got hooked on this stuff through pharmaceutical forms of um, painkillers. And um, right. when Dr. Weldon was still alive, she was on a show I was on. And uh, she was talking about how black people don't qualify for pain medication. And she had this doctor who told her that, you know, you know he not hardly ever prescribes pain medication for his black patients. Um, who have the same exact ailment as his white patients because they were taught in school that black people have a higher tolerance for pain. So they, he said, you know, so we're not going to give them the good stuff. Or, so either way, that theory that they have, it ended up getting them all hooked up. You know what I'm saying? More so than us. Because you wouldn't have prescribed that Oxycontin to us for that, you know, saying you wouldn't have gave that to us. So they get strung out on it. And now that they can't afford the pill, they're going to go to the next best thing, which is the dope on the street. And then they ended up, you know, shooting up and stuff like that. But it starts with them for the pills, um, the Oxycontins, the Tylenol number fours and number threes. And, you know, they just develop a dependency. And once they you run out of their prescriptions, you know, they they got to get it you know, from the corner because that's the next thing that's going to keep them from getting sick is, you know, right. the, the actual dope. 
So but it, they 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 did this to their own people. You know what I'm saying? They did right. this to their own people. Yeah. Let when me, I came uh, back. Me, go ahead, Bill. I want to let somebody else on to the table. Uh, three two three two zero seven. Three two three. Better love. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Better love. Better love. What's going on, family? A, How y'all doing? Good, good. Good, bro. You How are you today? A comment. Good, good. I, you know, I just wanted to uh, add to the to the mound table. Um, okay. Just piggybacking what you were referring to right now, most. I mean, that's that's divine in, intervention. That's that's the cracker karma for you know, not even direct what they did to us. So I mean, for it to for the you know the divine retribution to be on they ass at this time, you know what I mean? That's that's just the size of the pond. But um, I, I think the European, the real crackers, that that you know, the one in Europe, they they'll sacrifice all of these crackers over here, cause that they look at these like they you know pilgrims or whatnot. You know, they not really the real. They ain't going back and forth to Europe like they don't really even recognize these white folks over here. They all trying to part trash to the real system. You know what I'm saying? So. But what about the black? What about the blacks from over there that looked like us? That that they were, uh, you know, was part of the takeover or whatever happened the more over stability. here, right? It's it's all the same game. That's that blackface, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That white yeah. supremacy and blackface, you know what I'm saying? So he even like, like for example, with the LeBron and his son. Ritual that's taking place. I mean, that's live and direct. What you're saying, he 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 one of our more teams, but he he got that that crack of state of mind that he's willing to sacrifice his own genetic line. You know what I mean for that system. So it's crazy. <laughs> um, did I, you I, know? I, did I, you know I, that, that? Go ahead, brother. No, I was gonna tell you, you know that that word cracker has an origin. I don't know, but it sounds yeah. I I didn't know that, but it, no, I no, I'm it, just it, it, like <laughs> it actually it actually is um white people from the lowlands of Europe, um England of of the UK or British Britain, whatever they called the island at that time, that they lived in the lowlands. If you look it up in the 1828, it's a noisy, boisterous fellow. So noisy, rowdy-ass white people. That's a cracker. You know what I'm saying? And those are the people Those are the people who ran the plantations with these people. Noisy-ass white people, boistering, running around, drinking. You know what I'm saying? And that's who, unfortunately, we, we acting like today, just like two motherfuckers. We, we in cracker culture. This is cracker culture. What you see, and this is how they act. Act it before you know they got some act right. You know, it was just like you know, every anything goes. You know, you know that's why they had they were so brutal slavery. You know what I'm saying? But cracker and redneck, redneck also is a word from um, England. It, 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 right. it describes the same exact people. 
Right. But what he what he's saying is is true because white people was created. This came was created here, in in the 1600s is when they took the indentured servant, the Irish and all of those those poor servants mm-hmm. that came here as servants and indentured. They had to to after Bacon's rebellion, they had to change the law and says, okay, you're not an Anglo-Saxon. You're not of royal blood, but you are a person that look like us. So we're going to give you, as we call them, you white people to be over these black and red people that are uprising so you can help protect us. That's where you got white people from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no absolutely right. There was white people until here. Yeah, until Bacon's rebellion, you absolutely. identified by your country. Nationality, yo. In the language, but I I thought right. that I heard that uh, the natives that was here called white. That's what they call no. the original people. No, it's a class. Well, it's a I've heard that class. from white and lord. Not the color, but the class. Yeah, W. Right. Yeah, it was. It's, that class is called W I G H T. White. You know what I'm saying? Which also white. is. Yeah, it's in the um the 1820 dictionary, which is um um a, a being a person. That's what white meant. A being a person. It's obsolete right. today, though. So they were right. actual people. They were persons. You know, um, they were white. W i g h t. A slave wasn't a person. You know what I'm saying? So. That that's where they got that from, but it's not the color, like you said, because the color thing it's a, it's came later. That, yeah. that came, yeah, with the when they created the laws and all that stuff, and they took color the law, you know. Because when you look up the definition of black, it's a, a criminal, it's a, um, a a calamitous person, you know. So it's not an upstanding person. This is every every definition for black is going to tell you something negative. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's by design. If we call ourselves black, then we're going to act like we are black. Negative. You know what right. I'm saying? It's, a lot of times, it's, they don't go by... It's a spell. There's, they don't go by the definition in the dictionary. You got the law, and that's a whole different terminology. They have it on the form today. It's an 810 form that has white on there. And it tells you you know that they're from uh, uh, Africa and things. It, it, like you say, it's the status. They're not talking about color, right? Because you, it's you an look at Elon. Right, you look at mm-hmm. Elon Musk. Elon Musk is an African, mm-hmm. but he's white. But he was born in mm-hmm. South Africa. Mm-hmm. But his his parents took him to Canada and got him a Canadian citizenship. But and that's what he called. But he his birthland was South Africa. So what you're looking at is is how they define human beings, and this is the whole thing mm-hmm. in which the Darwin and all of these these anthropologists came up with this concept because they took the first and made them last, and made the last become first because that's like Tut was saying. Francis Cross Wilson said they have a recessive gene. They're nothing but our aberrant children. 
They're just a defective African. You know what, what reminds me of what's taking place? Um, it's, it's always one of my favorite series to mention, which is The Man in the High Castle. That, uh, you know, Brother Robert Anderson's always a, a reference. But get back to what you was talking about earlier as far as the, uh, with that bio lab that was found in California. Now, I deliver out here for UPS, sir. And um, all I'm delivering to out here in the in the valley of Southern California is by Chinese warehouses, or or in the sense that the Chinese, um, you know, they moving they Chinese products throughout all these warehouses out here. So you know that when I saw that bio lab in Northern California, I wasn't surprised because that's all I'm dealing with working these where you know, delivering to these warehouses is they either owned by Chinese and they got that and they got the Hispanics working in the warehouse or you know what I'm saying, they they some type of foreigner. You know what I'm saying? But I rarely see our people owning any type of warehouse and dealing with any type of product or whatever that, you know, that I'm coming across. So I, I just find it interesting, um, that series where the whole West Coast was Japan, was, you know, was controlled under the Asians, and the whole East Coast was controlled by the Nazis, the Jews. So it's like yeah, I, I remember that show. I remember that show. Do you um uh, do you remember a show called V? M E? No, it was called V. Just the letter V. The movie? Oh, okay. it was a I know movie. Oh, it was a V about Britain. It did it. It was a it was a movie and it was a, a television series, so it came off for about like eight seasons, ten seasons. When I was a little kid, it came on. It was um, these aliens had taken over the United States, and they were at all levels of government. But they they would peel their skin off, and they'll be reptiles. You know what I'm saying? But they they were they all had the same like pristine look, blonde hair, blue eyes. You know, and they would. They, you know, um, but they would peel their skin, and then they would have this green reptile skin. That was like the the big. But y'all don't remember that show, V? Yeah, I remember mm-hmm. V. Mm-hmm. No, I can't say that. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was well, this was, was out that? probably like eighty four, eighty five. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah, it's cool, V. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm about to go back and teach that. <laughs> yeah, it was a whole series, man. They took over the government, and they all had, like, um, blue eyes, blonde hair. They were all, like, Nordic-looking. But um, when they when they took their eyes, like, out, they, they, you had the reptile eyes, and the, they peeled their skin. So you never knew if you was dealing with a human or a reptile, you know what I'm saying? Thing like that's what's going on today. I have somebody exactly. else that wants to join the uh, round table. Six one eight six six zero. Six one eight. 
psychologically training. Mm-hmm. This is what they're doing with, with using mm-hmm. entertainment. And the media is the best way to get because what's the first thing we do with our children? Go in there and watch TV. Go in there and watch TV because you have this electronic babysitter that you turn on cartoons and you turn on this and you wonder why they're not perceiving and and learning anything instead of saying go in there and read a book in your room because you don't have no library for your child in their room. Because once upon a time, they don't have it now, you, you have to scroll through. But once upon a time, when you bought the Sunday paper, what's the first thing besides looking at the comic strip that people want to look at? TV Guide. They had to look at the TV Guide to see what programming they wanted to put into themselves. And I remember that, that, I remember that book. I, I remember getting that big, big Sunday paper and the first yeah. What a what a TV guy at. Yeah. <laughs> you know, certain people yeah, that's you know, true. different people around the house. And that, and they that tell was the part. Yeah. They call it programming. Yes, they does. tell you what they do. Right. The program that's what they call it's it. Old. The pro I want to see my program. Or what did the mm-hmm. older elder women say? I want to see my story. Yeah. Now it don't work like that anymore, right? Because television no. It's a it's an older medium, right? So it's not it's, it's not television. It's, people people my age people my age is probably the last people that actually watch television programming. Right? Youth the younger people don't. They choose what they want to see. They watch YouTube, they watch uh, TikTok and all that social stuff. Media. Netflix, um, Hulu I, I, and I, I, I can't stand flicking through that stuff. That stuff flick that stuff makes me sleepy. And it just yes. it just drive you into a whole nother zone. Your mind be just like yes. until you find yes. you can never find the right thing. I figured out right. I was regular T V. You can never <laughs> yes. find the right thing because it's all a bunch of bullshit. Yes. But what you be well, there, you, you gotta look but you gotta look at something. We called it television because it had a big tube and it had tubes in it and, and you were able to use antenna control the reception and what it did. Then it came out with, with, with flat screens. Then they came out with what? Plasma. And most smart TVs are plasma televisions. Where do you get plasma from? Blood. So what they're doing is that they get into the cellular level of the human by putting this plasma television 62 inches, 122 inches, filling up a whole wall because all of that radiation is going into your body. Mm-hmm. And don't go to sleep with it on. It's program. It, it'll 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 have you dreaming what's on on the screen. Yeah. But see now the program is different, right? Because you pick your program, so now you don't have to um, go get the paper and find out you know what's coming on at eight o'clock on Saturday, now you just type in what you want to see. I want to see this. And it'll pop but up it all that. the same way. Back in the days, it was programming, right? So if I wanted to watch the Dukes of Hazzard, I had to wait until the time the Dukes of Hazzard came on. You know, and if I wanted to watch it again, I had to put a VHS tape in there, copy it, 
and then I had a copy of it, right? But what I'm saying now with Hulu and Netflix, you just type in Dukes of Hazzard and every episode comes up. Now you so choose two, what you want to see. They're not, choosing okay. the, they're not choosing the episode you see for you, right? Now you can see whatever episode you want to see, you know, and that's the different program. That's the new programming where they're making mm-hmm. you think you're doing it on your own. Now you think you have – they put so many of the choices in front of you that you think you have free choice, but you still don't, you know what I'm saying, because – they only giving you those choices so they can collect the metadata and see what you chose. They want they want to know more about you. So right. um, that's that's where all the collection of data and stuff. So when you're going through the Netflix, right? If I want to watch a show on Netflix, let's just say the brand new when the brand new season of Black Mirror came out, they don't let you wait a week to see the next one. They put all the episodes up there the first day. Ooh. You could watch the whole thing in 10 hours if you want to. You know, binge. Like, binge. You could binge on it. Now, by you binging mm-hmm. on it, they got you for all those hours to collect data from you. You know what I'm saying? To see, uh, okay, they like this show, and people who like this show fit this certain profile. And, you know, let's see what else they watch. So now that you fit that profile, they, co- they collected that data. Now you watch something else. So now they can collect data from you to say, okay, you you like this and that, let's recommend this to that person. Maybe this will work for, you know, and it's that same concept. It's all data collection. Right, because even when you go on there, it says because you watch this, you might like this. It already selects what is mm-hmm. in, the, in, the, in the field on their, their channel that you may like to watch because you watch Black Mirror so you might like this, or you might like this, or you might like... So what they're doing is trying to see how selective, how right are they in the selection, what, you, what you're looking at. The thing that I'm exactly. saying with this, you got 500 channels. At, at, that's the, the least, because some of them got nine. You, can't, you couldn't watch a channel a day, and still you wouldn't be able to watch everything on that television if you just watch one channel every day. You could not watch it for 365 days to, to finish that, that whole program system. Mm-hmm. Hey, wasn't that Netflix when that stuff started by the military, for the people that was over in those, uh, at Wake and at War? They came up with that stuff so they could have something to watch, but at the same time, it was to do the study. Yeah, and so they could wow. send it by satellite so they could keep up with what's going on in, in the community back home. Yeah, for the for the bands watching. That's why that's where the bands watching and what they got that from the uh from the from the from the, from the military uh guys. You know. They were seeing how, how they was they, they was reacting to it. Yo, Kelmo, what about what about XRP? Because they recently had a ruling that went through or whatever. So, what what does that what what does that ruling mean for the crypto game or or just in that market in general? I mean, what is your expertise seeing in that industry? You don't mind me asking. I saw that they pretty much allow XRP to be like legal, right? So I guess that gives value to the coins. Uh, but well, when XRP started having all those issues, I had got rid of all mine, so I kind of fell out the loop on it because I said, uh, 
I don't know if I want to mess with that. So I so I'm a, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna look into it, and I'm gonna come back next week and I'll uh, talk about it. Uh, but I did see where they did um, allow them to pretty much operate like you know as they want to. Is pretty much they won their suit. So um, we'll see what that means for people who hold those coins. Much appreciate it. Yeah, but, you know, I was watching today on Jekyll Island and the whole thing that they did out there on Jekyll Island, and, and they had the the uh, 100th anniversary in 2010 that, that, that Jekyll Island, no, 2013, and the Federal Reserve, and they had a big celebration uh, out there on Jekyll Island. And the whole thing that they told about the history that Rockefeller built his house on a temple of Native Americans that had a sacrificial altar inside. This is what they built this house on, because the the, the tech the tech tools that was the they were and the bodies that they found was these were the the indigenous people that lived there on that island when they when they started coming there and and building you know all of their little uh special retreat homes and and places that they would have their meetings at all of the 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 moguls and this is what they showed about jekyll island and the whole thing about them having the national system and then they turn around and finally got it when when taft i think it was taft one of them came in and then they made it the federal reserve this is all they're doing with this now is is trying to get it aligned with the with the new currency system. Mm-hmm. Thank you, thank you. Well, we have went over, and if there's no other questions, uh, we'll be back next week. Oh, at the same the, time, the you have, I, go ahead. Yeah, mm-hmm. ma'am, you got. Friday with Nikki. This is what I, I'm trying to find out. You got a show Friday with Nikki? Yes. Okay, yeah, because I, I got some people that, that they wanted me to get to come on there to talk with, okay. with her about, you know, what they're going to talk about. So I was just trying to make about sure it's going to be – it's going to be about the, the shrooms and, and uh, yeah. microdosing. More so about yeah. microdosing because this person okay. is, is dealing with the medicine, the ayah. And so then okay. the sex magic is, you know, anyway. Okay. Well, we're going to do uh, more than one show, so we'll get it all in. Okay, because it's one Friday mm-hmm. and then it's one Sunday after the drumming, right? Yes, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Well, uh, uh, thanks, love, everyone. Okay. Next week, I have better a topic. Love. Better okay. love. All right. Better love. The yield and the fecundation. Oh, yeah. Shapir to be forgiven. Bring homage to the land. Bring homage to the land. Ethiopians Big homies to the land Native Americans Big homies to the land Sharecropping in the parched land Big notice to demand 
With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.